Jesus Christ, we pray. My name is uh, Brother Julius Adiwumi, and I have a brother David Filani here, who's going to give us some insight in some of these things about the end time messages and prophecies that is currently occurring in our time. So, Brother David, we're going to start with uh, the first question that we want to ask is let me get let me just take an example from here and talk about. Uh, the rapture. Many believers know about the rapture, but the question is from the scriptures, but David is going to explain to us who and who is going in the rapture. Will anybody be left behind that are believers in the rapture? What do you think? Okay, so the rapture is a definite promise for all believers, for believers in the Bible, but will all professing Christians go in the rapture? The answer is no. There will be many Christians who we miss the rapture and uh, and go through the tribulation. So what are the criteria then? Uh, so the first thing I want to show is read. Let's read Revelation chapter seven verse fourteen, which definitely identifies that there will be believers here that will be persecuted by the Antichrist during the Great Tribulation period, and that is stated categorically in Revelation chapter 17 verse 14 and um, and this is the Antichrist and his kingdom it says uh, 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 Revelation chapter 7 verse 14 I may have said 17 I meant chapter 7 verse 14 and there were these people who after during the tribulation they were killed during the tribulation and they appeared in the throne of God, you know, after they have died and have been resurrected. And one of the elders in verse 13 asked, who are these people? And then in verse 14, the answer came from the Spirit. And I said unto him, sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, these are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and make their, them white in, in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. So what you see here is that there will be tribulation saints who have missed the rapture. And then, of course, when they miss the rapture, they will realize, but the rapture is gone. We have to be faithful to Jesus. And they become faithful even to the Antichrist and his system persecute them and kill them. But God still resurrect them and, and welcome them to heaven after that. So that is the scriptural evidence that you are going to have tribulation sins, you know, even after the rapture has happened. And Brother Julius, you asked, what is the, uh, what is the criteria for those who make the rapture and those who do, who do not make the rapture? Well, what you see here, and that answer is actually answered by the Lord Jesus Christ himself in Matthew chapter 25. And we're going to read that, but let me just give... Uh, 
sort of a broad overview, the body of Christ, spiritually speaking, is like is is like you have subgroups within the body of Christ, spiritually speaking, not physically speaking, not denominations, but spiritually speaking, all believers. It's like a will within a will. You have first fruits, then you have those who follow those fruits, and then you have others who follow them. It's like a will within a will, or subsets. And each of them have their own period and time. It's all based on what you understand and believe in the word of God. So let's look at in Matthew 25. The Lord Jesus gave us a great insight concerning the rapture, who's going to make it and who's not going to make it. And in that famous passage, Jesus talked about the kingdom of God is like ten virgins. That's in Matthew chapter 25. And, um, and in verse 1 it says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. The bridegroom is Jesus. It is him that we are waiting for now. In a manner of speaking, we are, we are going out to meet him. Because the hope that all believers, the Christian, the next major event in the calendar of God, for, Christ, for, for the body of Christ is the rapture of the body, of, uh, the rapture of the body of Christ, the believers. And then you say, five of them were wise and five were foolish. So you see now those virgins, you have five wise and five foolish. And, what, and, and, and if you jump down to uh, uh, verse 10, this is the key verse I want to share, is that while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. So the people, the Christians who make the rapture are those that were ready for the bridegroom. And those that were ready, when you read that, is the wise virgins. And those who are not ready are the foolish virgins. Now virgins imply that they are all believers in Christ, right? Yeah. Now let's read it again, as he said. He said, what make them wise? The wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps, verse 4. Mm -hmm. And the foolish didn't have extra oil also. So the day that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. That that's, the that's exactly the difference, right? So all these virgins, they all took their lamps. Every, every one of them have their lamps. Yeah. But what the wise virgins had oil in their lamp, and the foolish virgins did not, they ran out of oil. So when the time came, they had no lamp to make them walk. Now, then the, 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 the question would be, what does the lamp represent? And what does the oil represent? In the scriptures, the lamp always represents the word of God. But David said, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a path unto my, and a light unto my path. The word of God or the scriptures is the lamp. The oil though, the word of God does not really come alive in anybody's heart until the Holy Spirit reveals it to them. So the oil is the Holy Spirit. And so what's happening here, you find that all these people have the scriptures, both the wise and the foolish. But the oil of revelation was missing with the foolish virgins. You could say that they all knew the letter of the word, but they didn't have the revelation and understanding or the, uh, the power of the word working in them was not the same. And that was the difference. So the word has to come. This is the key. If you want to be ready for the rapture, you have to.
to know the word of God, you have to understand it, you have to believe it, you have to walk in it. That's what makes you ready. Ready being full alignment and compliance and understanding the word of God by the Holy Spirit. Not by um, denominational teaching or anything like that, but by the, the revelation of the word of God. It's what was missing with the foolish virgins, and that makes them not ready. They didn't understand the times and the seasons and everything they needed to do to be ready for the Lord Jesus Christ to come. Now, there's another Bible verse where the, in the book of Revelation where it said, The bride maketh herself ready. Precisely. And, and then it says, To her was given to be what? To her was given to be, to be, to be clothed with white, white raiment, raiment, which is the righteousness of the sins. Okay. Com com comment on that because you mentioned that part. so 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 the the, the that's a, that's a, a very good scripture that's how the readiness comes from and and the righteousness of the saints the white garment that's what makes the bride ready the people ready to go in the rapture and the bible says that's the righteousness of the saints the righteousness of the saints is the truth of the word of god because jesus said i have sanctified them with thy truth see that's what the Lord says in the, in the Gospel of John. So the truth of God is the garment of the saint, the garment of the believer. Knowing the truth, walking in the truth, complete. You could say it this way. Jesus was the word of God. He became flesh to save us. But he's, he became flesh to save us, to make us into the word of God. He wants us to become the word. We become the word by knowing it, Believing it and walking in it. That's what keeps us righteous. And by the way, that was Revelation chapter 19, verse 7 to 9 that I just quoted. It said, Let us be glad. And it started from verse 6, where it said, Hallelujah for the Lord God omnipotent reign. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the Lamb is come. And his wife has made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the sins. That was what you are just That's the scripture point. that I was just expanding mm. upon. Mm. So, if you go back to Matthew 25, and you read verse 8, see, you know, yeah. when what happened was at midnight, there was a cry made, that's verse 6, Behold the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. That was now the a lot sent out to the world of believers, and the, and then the, and then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. That's when the foolish found out their lamps there was no oil anymore, and the foolish said unto the wise, "Give us your oil, for our lamps are gone out." What you want to make sure is that your lamp lamp does not go out in an hour like this. Your lamps went out because. The oil wasn't there. The oil of the Spirit. The oil represents the Holy Spirit that reveals the truth unto us. Right? That makes the Word of God alive unto us. And when... So the, to be ready means you have the Word and you have the Spirit. You are walking in the Spirit with the Word of God. You know, you understand the revelations and the truth of the Word of God. That was keeps you awake, keep you alert, keep you ready for Christ. Now read, up, read verse 10. I said, and while they went to buy, because of the, you're talking about these foolish virgins. Foolish virgins, right. Because they told them, but the wise answer saying, not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. Mm -hmm. But go ye rather to them that say, so how 
do they are they going to buy that well there will be those who have oil are the only ones who could sell oil to them right mm -hmm. and that will be the wise and the, you know they're the one who know who are the revelation of the word of god right but these people said look this is too late in the day you know <laughs> you know and then in verse 10 they said why they went to buy because there's timing this is another thing we have to understand i want to say about the rapture the rapture is a timed event by god that is god has predetermined when the rapture is going to happen and there's several events that are timed to that when that time comes the rapture happens only those who are ready according to verse 10 goes with him and why they went to buy the bridegroom came and they that were ready went in with him so to the marriage and the door was shut it's almost like i give an example that if you are going on an air flight there's a time the deadline is say they they are boarding at so so time you may have your ticket you may have everything but if you are not at the airport and you have not checked in and they'll call one one they'll call you at the gate that last warning somebody can miss it also that is and that is that is, a, that is very important great that, um, analogy right there because you have to be right at the gate you have to waiting. be right at the gate because it's a timed event jesus is not how shall i say he's not messing around he's not you can think of it the lord is 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 in the god's business there's time into it right yeah and it's not wishy-washy and so forth like that so that is the, what is it that determines who's going to go in the rapture they that were ready what makes you ready the word of the lord is alive you know it you believe it you're walking in it Amen. one other example i would like to give is like it's like when jesus came the first time does it not surprise you that a lot of these people the rabbis the sanhedrin the important people they actually missed that was the coming of the messiah only the common people, a few of them are Peter, James, and John, fishermen, who allowed the Holy Spirit to show them what was going on, really knew that that was the Messiah. The, a lot of the quote-unquote Christians of that day, especially their leaders, they didn't know or believe that Jesus, why didn't they know? Because they've been taught wrongly. See, why, why is the word of God not alive? Why couldn't they see Jesus? Because they believed the wrong things, even though they had the scriptures. They had the lamp, which is the scriptures. And Jesus had to tell them, he said to them, he said, he said you think you have the scriptures? He said, they are the ones that testify of me. So they have misinterpreted or misunderstood the scriptures. And that was the reason they couldn't recognize the great Messiah himself when he came. And they crucified him. It is a similar thing that is happening in our time. Many know the letters of the scripture. This is what the Bible says. It's this or that, but what is the what? Can you recognize what it means? Does it the word burning in your heart to make you to want to conform to that word? That's what matters, right? So uh, uh, my exhortation to everybody is, you don't want to be one of those guys whose lamp have gone out. The Spirit, Holy Spirit is no longer ministering, is no longer revealing the truth into your heart. You are just going by the head knowledge of the word. 
you know, which some preacher or some guy is teaching you and so forth. You have to be in the spirit of the world to really get the benefit of it. President, now when we look at, uh, I think you are trying to refer to Revelation chapter 13, verse 7, where you also talk about the, the beast yes. that wage war against the saints. Mm -hmm. And he said he, he overcame them. Let's look at that chapter because it's in line with the other one who are going in the rapture and what happens when you mentioned in chapter seven that the people that were that were the what you call it the foolish virgins or you call them the tribulation saints mm -hmm. what you what you use. In chapter thirteen, verse seven, he, the Reverend Prophet or the Apostle John was writing this, he said he mentioned the Antichrist, the beast, when we call the beast, he said it was given unto him, as to the beast, to make war with his saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. Now we may go into that in another, another topic. But what is sometimes. relevant here in that verse that you just read is that there were saints on the earth yep. when the Antichrist was reigning and he was given power to make war with them, to persecute them, to yep. kill them, to destroy them. So there will be saints left. We identify those saints. Jesus called them the foolish virgins, right? Because they did not go with the bridegroom. But these are the saints being referred to here in Revelation chapter 13. Yeah. So we can say, in short, they were also called saints. That's why you call them virgins, you know? Yes. So they are saints. And because many people assume that well, once you are saved and you are a saint, everybody will you go, go in this, the rapture. Many people think everybody will yeah. go. They see there is some readiness. There's some revelation. There's some quickening of the Holy Ghost, like Abra was explaining. And uh, if we can go to the next topic again, I would like to talk about uh, what about uh, what is going on right now. How can we link the, uh, what we call we talk about the rapture? How close it is? What is the time frame that we are seeing from the events that is occurring? Nobody knows the day nor the hour, as the scriptures say. But how, how close are we to it? Because we, in our, own, in our own case, we have been looking for this since 1970s, 80s, 90s. And it looked like uh, some people thought it should have happened by Y2K, but nothing has happened yet. But looking at the events now, what can you say, bro, about the closeness of this rapture? Well, there are, uh, they ask the same question of Jesus, and it's recorded for us in in uh, Luke 21 and Matthew chapter uh, 20, 24. 24. Uh, and, and, you know, because Jesus has told them that the temple will be destroyed, right? And then the disciples ask him, when will these things happen? So, so Jesus said to them, um, uh, you know, they said, when will all these things happen? And Jesus, the, 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 what was insightful about Jesus, the way he answered is that he gave them events to watch. Yeah. He said, when this happens, when this happens, you know your redemption drawing now. Yeah. And it's the same way that I, that I think I want to direct us to think about that question. If you look at the events that are happening today, they tell you that the rapture is really very, very close. Uh, and those events are described for us all over the scriptures. I mentioned Matthew 24, Luke 21. In the book of Daniel, several of them were disclosed very carefully, and of course the book of Revelations also. So the timing of the rapture is close by, because the rapture is described in Matthew 25, it will happen 
before the Great Tribulation. It will happen right around the first three and a half years of Daniel's 70th week, which we will go to as some other broadcast. Then it will also happen in a time of unprecedented trouble all over the world. Matter Jesus said there shall be, you know, uh, 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 troubles all over the world in that time. And we can see all the troubles in the world. We see the pandemic. We see, you know, jihadists rising up everywhere. We see all these things happening. So the, it's going to be right at the end of the time of the Gentiles, when the kingdoms of the world, meaning the major powers, will be in a state of turmoil, and we begin to see that right now. So given these events, uh, it's, evident, it's evident and clear to me as a watcher of the Word of God that the time for the rapture is just around the corner. Now the next question someone would like to say, you mentioned was Daniel's 70th week, or in the beginning, beginning around the mm -hmm. first three and a half years. Some, I saw something on, the, on some of the other predictors that I put something say somebody asked a question and didn't even listen to what he was saying. He said, Are we already in the seventieth week of Daniel? It's a question somebody posted. Uh, is it started or how, what are, what is going on? Okay. Are we so in the seventieth week of Daniel yet or we're still moving towards it? We are Daniel. moving towards it. Events are shaping off to bring us to the start of Daniel seventieth week. The reason I say that is that Daniel seventieth week is it's uh, is marked by the appearance of this figure in the Bible called the Antichrist. And Daniel is described in Revelation 13, we see that the Antichrist will sign a covenant with Israel for seven years. That's basically what marks the beginning of Daniel's 70th week. And the Antichrist is a world ruler that will rule over the revived Roman Empire or, or Europe, if you want to call it that way, the Western mm -hmm. Europe. Um, at this time, we don't see anybody ruling Western Europe, and certainly not anybody over there that's signing a covenant with Israel right now for seven years. So that's the major event that marks the beginning of Daniel's 70th way. That's good. Another point is that when you say we do not see anybody ruling Western Europe mm -hmm. yet, but we have seen them form this uh, economic Alliance. community. Yes. That economic community as a head, even though it doesn't look like he has power over all the other nations under them, but that head seems to talk when you see them yeah. talking now about uh, Middle East. This, uh, I don't know what they call the woman or the man, whoever yes, is, the, the, we the, talk. The president of the European Union. Exactly. So yes. that seems to be representing that leader. Of course, whether it will be, of, there have been so many trials by errors, people trying to sign pacts between Israel and other. Arab countries, but we are seeing that they have an organization like that. Absolutely, and that is the reason I, I said earlier that events are shaping up yep. to show us that the rapture is very near. One of those events is the fact that the European Union has been formed and is actually established yep. that willingly a lot of countries in Europe subject themselves, they give their power, so to speak, to the European Union and the European Union make laws for them. They say they are economic policies. They have a banking system. All these things are in place. And you, they even have a political system. They have a legislative, political, uh, and banking system, federal bank, that is all that runs Europe, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and, and so these institutions are already in place. 
that tells us that Daniel's 70th week is bubbling up. It's, it's yeah. the atmosphere that will allow Daniel's 70th week to start is, is already there, right? And so it is uh, it, it's what convinces me that the rapture or the rise of the Antichrist is just around the corner, right? Because the elements, the environment is all set up for him. To if I, I want to over. point something quickly out on that, on that uh, point that you mentioned, because we are going to run out of time in about one minute, is the fact that when this Antichrist, because people are looking for a man that is, like we just say, the leader of the European community perhaps will be that leader that is ruling Europe at that time. But the beast that we are talking about is a spirit. And the Bible gave an explanation here in Revelation chapter 17 that this beast was and is not, and is going to come out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. Mm -hmm. So the understanding then from the revelation of the word of God is that it is a spirit that is going to come out, that's going to be released from the bottomless pit, that is going to go possess whoever is that leader at that time. So then you see, when that fellow comes in and is, when, that, when that spirit is released and he possesses that man, whether he's going to possess it for just three and a half years or the whole seven years, that really is the, when things are really going to be serious. We're going to continue this. This is very important. We're going to continue this in the next broadcast. And I want you to continue to listen to this broadcast because it's very important for us to, to be able to bring this one in. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Well, we will continue this message in the next broadcast. The Bible said, Precept shall be upon precept, line upon line. A little there, a little there. And I pray that you will not miss the next broadcast so that you can build upon that which you have just learned today. The Bible said, Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In, in other words, we can say faith coming by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. It's not just a one-time shot. You must keep hearing the word so that your faith can be built up. We shall continue this message in the next broadcast. Don't miss the next broadcast. God bless you.